and welcome to another week's episode of Soper's Chat. This is Christy, your host. I apologize. Last week, I missed the um, YouTuber of the week and the Facebook group of the week, so we're going to double that up this week. Uh, it might have been because I was like, oh my gosh, I was so sick last week. Oh, goodness. Oh, well, moving right along. So our fragrance oil of this week is Salty Mariner. Now, this one could have different names with other companies. I couldn't quite tell. Um, I'm still kind of digging in because it's always good to have backups uh, to your backups. Um, but this one, I'm going to preclude with the warning that it is a mover, meaning it accelerates. So you may want to be very cautious if you've never worked with a fragrance oil that accelerates your batch before um, or kind of get some more soaps under your belt before you approach this one uh, because it does move pretty quick. Uh, I kind of enjoy it because it's one of those fragrances that is, uh, it reminds you of the sea. It reminds me of Maine whenever I smell it. Um, so being in Maine on the beach, it, it just, it kind of reminds me of that. Uh, I call it my East Coast soap sometimes because I also have a, a one that I, I make with sea salt and agave and I call that my West Coast soap because it just, whenever I think of West Coast, I think margarita. Anywho, so we've got um, the usage always is nine on the IFRA um, and this is max usage. This is not how much you should use in your soap. Uh, this is a particularly strong fragrance, so this one is definitely where less is more. Um, so that's something you may want to take into consideration. Um, so for example, uh, fragranceshed.com.au. Yes, it's an Australian uh, fragrance oil supplier. Woohoo! Shout out to Australia! Uh, they recommend 3%, which totally makes sense because it is such a strong fragrance. They call theirs Salty Sailor. Um, and then Rustic Essentials, theirs is called Salty Sea Air, which the description of that one matches pretty close to Salty Mariner. So I'm going to guess on both parts of those uh, that that's probably the equivalent of, of Salty Mariner. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. So I apologize if you get it and you're like, this is nowhere near it. Let me know, though. Um, but with... Rustic Essentials, theirs is 97.27 is their usage rate, which is really high. I was like, wow. But roll that one back. We're talking 3 to 5% might be good, maybe 6% tops. Like with soap making with Lisa, she says uh, the usage rate is 15%, but she tested at 6 Um Usually I try to stay around the 5% margin, maybe even lower, depending on how strong the fragrance is. This one's a nice fragrance, but yeah, definitely stronger. Um and all of them had no vanilla, none whatsoever. It's not going to discolor your soap. The only thing you really have to worry about is the acceleration. Uh, so Indigo Fragrance had it. Their usage rate, max usage rate was 13.66. Fragrance Buddy had it at 15. Bee Scented has it at 7.10. Just Scent, they had theirs. They, theirs is called Salty Sea Air. They recommended one ounce per pound of oil. That makes sense. A lot of places kind of go that route. Um, then they had New York Scent has it, 15.83, uh, and Sierra Candles is also 15.83. But like I said, roll that one back. Three to three to 6% is probably a good, good area to stick with, um, depending on the level of how strong you want your fragrance. So if you run a test batch, 
Uh, that'll kind of give you an idea of, wow, that's a strong fragrance. I got to roll that one back. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. So, uh, if there's a fragrance oil that you would like to get more information about kind of where it is with the different, or give a shout out to a company like, Hey, they have a really good fresh roses one. Let me know because then I can just research the other companies and see what their usage rate is and report on those. I've got a list put together of the ones that I'm going to kind of go over for the next few episodes. I'm kind of lining them up now. Um, but still let me know. I mean, there's tons, tons of fragrance oils out there. And when I say tons, there probably a lot of them are in my cabinet right now. And I got to just resist the urge to buy them. You may relate. Uh, but yeah, that's our fragrance oil of the week, which kind of rolls into the, uh, mica coloring, coloring of the week, which is a sea blue. So if you have made a soap with kind of a sea blue color, and that could be a light blue. It could be a deep blue. It could be an ombre going from light to dark, dark to light. Uh, it could be kind of like going light, darker, darker, and have like a pencil line in between. Show me your soaps. So go to soaperschat at facebook.com. I have a link in the comments down below. I figured out how to link it. So you can click on the link um, in the podcast and it will take you to the Soaperschat Facebook, yeah, I can talk, Facebook group and sign up. Um, you will have to answer questions. We want to make sure that you're not a bot or somebody trying to spam us with Ray-Ban sunglasses. Haven't seen those in a while, by the way, so they must be having a kind of a uh, circle in the wagons thing going on there. All right. Uh, now, going to the YouTuber of the week. Kind of trying to get these out of the way now so I don't forget because I'm really good at that. Um, since I didn't mention one last week, we're going to touch base on it this week. The first one we're going to talk about is Shale... Brook Handcrafted Soaps. They're in Mosier River, Nova Scotia. I always remember that when I watch her. She's so awesome. Uh, they've been on YouTube for about two years. Fantastic. She shows in some of her earlier videos how to do a fluid hot process, which is amazing. Um, she's actually one of those that's moved into using the shower cap to cover her uh, hot process soap, which shower caps are really awesome for, um, covering soap. Uh, I started using, um, gosh, about a year ago. And I only recently discovered, I'd say within the last few months, the benefit of covering some of my smaller molds with the shower cap so that it reduces my soda ash, which was pretty awesome. So what I've started doing now, on uh, tutorial time, what I've started doing now when I found that the shower caps work, work really well at covering the soap to kind of reduce or, or eliminate soda ash, as my soap firms up, because I'll spray it with rubbing alcohol to try to help with getting a firm top and also preventing soda ash from the kind of get-go, uh, after it firms up enough to where I don't have to worry about the plastic touching the soap and getting the top all muddled, uh, once it's it's firm enough, I will cover it with plastic and let it sit for two days. My, my thing is 48 hours usually for my soaps to make sure that they're good and firm before I cut them so that I don't end up with soft soap. Uh, literally, um, it firms up after it cures. But uh, that helps. I've noticed that helps dramatically with cutting down on soda ash so I don't have to steam the soaps as much. And 48 hours 
is a good time for me with regards to uh, making sure that after cutting the soap and putting them away to cure, that the soda ash doesn't form while it's sitting on the, the drying rack curing. Yeah, so I, that's just personal experience with me, and that's because of the mix of the oils and the butters that I use. But watching her use the uh, shower caps was like, yay, somebody else is using it. It's a multitasking tool, not a unitasker. I'm a big proponent of... of uh, multitasking tools and not unitaskers kind of learn that one from uh, good eats um yeah but if you have a chance to uh look at her videos very informative huge if you're into hot process soap she's a wonderful wealth of knowledge with regards to that um and it's kind of nice to watch how she controls the volcanoes when they kind of it, it kind of surprises you there, especially when you use stearic acid in your soaps, the hot process soaps, like she made a shampoo bar one time and it's just like, oh, the stearic acid. Yeah, so that was kind of fun. Uh, the next one is Ladybug Lane Soaps. Um, now, she's been on the uh, YouTube for about a year and I've watched a bunch, I'm pretty much subscribed to both of these, but um been watching hers for a while. I actually... Uh, while back I bought for, and I realized after the fact that I had bought uh, a fragrance oil that she, she had de-stashed. Uh, I bought, um, honey, I washed the kids. Cause I was like, I need another bottle of that. And it turns out that I ended up buying a bottle, the bottle from her, from a de-stash page. So it was pretty funny that I kind of related to that. Um, but she's also a writer. So she um, also has a Facebook group where she talks, she sells her soaps. So if you like what you see on her page and you want to buy it, there you go. Um, oh, Shellbrook Handcrafted also, just so you know, she's a, uh, from Canada. So shout out to Canada. Um, but yeah, if you have a chance to watch their videos, please do. I, I'm going to provide links to their, their pages in the uh, comments in the podcast there for you. All right, Facebook groups. Uh, there are two of them, again, because I missed the ones from last week. We have Soap Making 101. It kind of goes along with the Soaping 101 YouTube page. And Soapbox Micas. Now, Soaping 101 is great because it's kind of like other positive Facebook groups that make soap where you can kind of see what other people are doing, ask questions, answer questions. A very positive uh, place to be able to... Um, kind of chat with like-minded soapers, brainstorm, what have you. And also they provide links to the videos so that you can go back. It, it's been really refreshing lately to be able to see the uh, shampoo bar and the conditioner bar and the whip soaps and been a lot of useful information lately. And the biggest benefit has been the recipes. Yes, I love the recipes. And then Soapbox Micas, well, that's just an enabler right there for you. Um, if you want Micas, she also sells other items too. Uh, she was kind of the original um, seller of the short tall and skinny molds. So if you like tall and skinny molds, but you don't want to make a great big batch, she has the half size tall and skinny molds. Yes, enable alert. I'm sorry. Not sorry. Yeah. So you can enjoy purchasing through her. Um, and she also custom makes different micas. So she'll take the micas that she's purchased and custom blend them. And she has videos kind of showing how she, she's got the different ones on there. So yeah, you just kind of have to resist the urge to go out and buy all the pretty things. Yeah. 
Uh, now, kind of scaling back here, uh, wanted to give a shout out to Steph Smike as a more. As of July 1st, the star, the, the, they don't do the group buys anymore. Group buys are done. However, you can buy whenever you want now. Yay! So if you need your mica fix from Steph's Micas and more, you don't have to kind of wait on uh, bated breath for the group buy to start again. You can get them whenever you need them, which is awesome sauce. Uh, also, Nature's Fragrance. Um, did this start yesterday? It did. Uh, they're having a 15% off orders of $25 or more. It expires midnight Eastern Standard Time, June 30th. So if you have the urge to buy fragrance oils that you just can't live without this is the perfect time to do so uh, also if you know of any july 4th sales with july 4th right around the corner like next week um go to the soapers chat facebook group and post it any sales that you find post those there so other soapers can see them because i don't think i can get um all that information out because unless they decide to do one of those extended sales where it goes from july 4th through the weekend and which would be awesome really that would be wonderful um otherwise if because we put out the shows every friday i'm not going to have time for next week to be able to let everyone know about all the sales this is the first sale i found kind of around that time oh and um if you're a bath bomb person I do know that uh, Bath Bomb Express is having a big sale for 4th of July. They kind of let us know about that early, early. Yes, I do Bath Bombs too. That's kind of my other headache thing kind of where I kind of enjoy it. Um, but they're having a sale if you you get 5% off $50 or more, 10% off $150 or more, 15% off $250 or more, or 20% off $500 or more. And if you like making bath bombs, that's an enabler alert because he, uh, Jason Odd and uh, Carolyn Odd may, are the owners of Bath Bomb Express. They have hand press, they have resin molds, they aren't doing any aluminum molds right now. I think they're just trying to catch up with all of the orders that they have right now. They have the uh, pneumatic press, they have single uh, mold, multi-mold, um, they do the resin molds, um, which I already mentioned, HDPE molds. Um, it's kind of all over the place. So, and if you need a custom made mold, he does that too. Um, so if you do want to dive into that or you've started and you want to deep dive into it, that's a good place. But it's related to soap because a lot of soapers do make bath bombs as well. Um, but that's another sale that's going on as well on the Bath Bomb Express. I'll post a link on the Facebook group as well. Um, so again, if you have, if you know of any sales that kind of, kind of relates to other countries, I, and I apologize, I'm trying to show more love to other countries. So if you have a holiday coming up in your country and there's a sale you find with one of your suppliers, uh, or maybe I just haven't shown enough love to one of the suppliers that you, you think they sell all the good things, let me know. That way I can include them in my searches because I want to be able to help everybody all over the world. And for me to be able to do that, I need help from other listeners, soapers, creators. So definitely anything that I can provide, uh, that you provide me, I'm going to share as much as I possibly can. So I hope that will help. Um, so if you do have uh, a, a particular store that you buy your supplies from and you find that they're having a sale in your country, 
uh, or your area, uh, let me know. Put uh, Go on the Facebook group, post the link there. If it's soon enough before the next podcast, I can mention it on the, on the next show. Yay! All right, moving on. We have our topic this week is discoloration. So how do you deal with discoloration? Um, things that kind of cause discoloration will be usually 99% of the time it's your fragrances. Uh, will cause discoloration. So vanilla content is usually the big culprit there. So a lot of times baking fragrances like sugar cookie, chocolate, birthday cake, vanilla bean, Noel, pumpkin spice. I love pumpkin spice. It is so warm right now here in the States. It's like, okay, I'm ready for fall. So pumpkin spice everything and make it feel like fall again. Um, So those will even discolor bath bombs. So if it's strong enough. So... There's different ways that you can kind of address discoloration. Uh, There's a few ways. So first of all, color stabilizer. They've got a vanilla stabilizer is one way that you can help avoid that. Now, keep in mind that no two vanilla stabilizers are equal. Um, You've got cold process vanilla stabilizers, melt and pour vanilla stabilizers. There's even a lotion and body wash vanilla stabilizer. So you have to be careful. If you get one that just says vanilla stabilizer and doesn't describe what it is, check with the manufacturer and make sure it's for what you want. I know that Brambleberry talks of their vanilla stabilizer, but I think theirs is only for melt and pour. I didn't see on their page any for cold process. Uh, However, I know Nature's Garden has... Uh, one that they offer that is cold process that they're patent pending. And uh, Wholesale Supplies Plus has the different ones, cold process, melt and pour, lotion. So they try to cover all bases there. Now there's some downsides to using the vanilla stabilizers. Um, It only is good for a year. After a year, it's hit or miss if it's going to work for you. Also, you have to keep that bottle nice and tight preferably keep it out of the sun so that it doesn't kind of degrade. Usually it's in a dark bottle. So the one I got uh, many moons ago was in a, in a brown glass bottle, uh, which I think I still have. Uh, and at this point, after a few years, I don't even think it's good anymore. Uh, it's just kind of taken up space. I'll probably have to break down and empty it and use the bottle for something else because I don't want to waste that great big bottle. Uh, yeah, so the other concern that you have is the possibility it could make your, your soap softer, even a melt and pour soap softer, which is not, not good. That's something that where you have to kind of like, oh, this is going to have to cure. Even a melt and pour has to cure when you use a vanilla stabilizer. Not cool. It's so that the water can evaporate. Um, and then you also have the problem where it could make your soap seep, which is definitely, or ooze, or get gooey and that kind of isn't fun either uh in that kind of situation if you're going to use a vanilla stabilizer for your soap be it cold process hot process melt and pour please 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 test first don't kind of dive in head on with a five pound soap and realize oh my gosh it's ruined my soap rebatch yeah you don't want that now there are some uh soaps or some fragrance oils that they've been reformulated where it says no vanilla and instead it's got ethyl vanillin um, which there's a lot of them out there that can also color cause discoloration as well so it's very important that you test so that's something to consider as well so uh, i noticed with uh, lone star and candles 
they have a page and I'll grab the page and put it in the comments in the podcast where it talks about, they've got a whole list of their fragrance oils and they talk about if it has vanilla or vanillin in it so that you can be aware of what to expect there. I know uh, I was looking at Nature's Fragrances. They had their Fruit Loops when I was researching the Fruit Loops and I mentioned that it some of them had vanilla, some of them had vanillin. And their Fruit Loop vanillin, people have reported that it will cause discoloration. So that's why you want to kind of do that due diligence on there for you. Now, some masculine fragrances can also discolor. They actually will change white to look like a lavender or a pink, which there's a lot of guys that can wear pink well, so or lavender even very well. So, And it's a, it's a bar of soap. It's going to be in your shower. Who's going to see it? If you're with a significant other and you don't have to worry about anybody seeing what your soap looks like, who cares? Oh, some guys care, but oh well. Um, there are uh, There's one that I use that... Um, the fragrance oil is Southern Gentleman. Love that fragrance. Oh, it smells fantastic. But it discolors my white to a pink and, or even a rose. So because I, I honestly, I've been researching it. I'm going to research it more, but so far I'm noticing the trend tends to be with, it looks like it's a, a, a mix of things, but mostly citrus in with the more masculine fragrances. So I'm kind of deep diving into that. So far, the... Southern Gentleman was one, and then there was another one through Nature's uh, Garden that I noticed. It was, I think it was Stud. Um, that was also one that discolored to a lavender. So uh, that's the great thing about when you have uh, reviews done. Also, companies that uh, research and test their fragrances to be able to warn you in advance hey, this is going to discolor. Yeah, they're stud fragrance oil. It discolors to a lavender, which is not bad. It actually, their their result that they show on their page doesn't look that bad to me. And there's ways that you can kind of work around it too. You can either um, leave your um, the, the white part of your recipe unscented so that it stays white um, or embrace it. Uh, that way you don't have to worry about uh, what did, whether or not you accidentally added the fragrance oil to the, the lighter shades because you know for a fact that it is going to discolor. Uh, so that's the great thing. So kind of that's the other thing. Go commando. Just let it happen. You know it's going to happen. Just let it happen. Uh, that's the one thing about uh, the vanilla ones where if it's like a chocolate and you know it's going to go, it's going to get chocolatey dark, just kind of let it happen. So that's the great thing about some of the companies where they'll list like their vanilla contents, like 18%. It's like, wow, that is going to be a very dark brown soap. So if you know that's going to happen, like I had one that was hot chocolate and I knew it was going to get very dark. So I made sure that was uh, uncolored because there's no sense in trying to add any micas to that. It's just going to get dark. And what I even did was I tried to leave the um, unscented part of it um, where I could add titanium dioxide. But because it was, uh, the vanilla was so strong in it, it actually bled into the white. Um, so in that kind of situation, it's, it's sometimes it's a best bet to um, really just kind of 
try to separate out the colors a little bit more. Um, I think in hindsight, I probably would have had like a layer, a whole layer of unscented and then a layer of the scented and just kind of made sure that I accepted the fact that it's going to bleed a little. The, the vanilla fragrance is so strong. It's going to bleed into the white a little bit. Um, so it's something I'm going to play with because I still have some more of the hot chocolate left. Um, I know that with the embeds, that made it a little bit easier. I noticed it didn't bleed into the embeds. So that's, and that's simply because that had time to cure. So that might be something I'll, I'll consider as well. See, kind of brainstorming. That's the great thing about it. Whenever you have a situation like this, kind of looking back on, all right, well, I made one of those and it turned out nice and chocolatey brown, smelt fantastic, but how am I going to deal with it next time around? That's also the great thing about taking notes about your different fragrance oils, what they do, so that you can refer back and say, oh my goodness, that one is a big time uh, vanilla kind of hot mess there. So you kind of know. Now, I kind of mentioned previously where companies will reformulate their fragrances because they know that they discolor, but they're a popular one like Pink Sands. Um, Be Scented not too long ago got a reformulation of Pink Sands where it doesn't have any vanilla, but it does have vanilla in. Um, and I bought some. I haven't used it yet. I know they tested it, and I think that it's slightly discolored after a while. Uh, I'll have to look back on that one. I'll post a link in the comments to the video that they had on it. Um, and then there is Bulk Apothecary, I had know, has a non-discoloring vanilla. And I bought a huge container of that. And it does work. It works great. So that's something that I was really happy to see that I was able to find a non-discoloring vanilla from... Uh, from one of the fragrance oil companies. I don't know if anybody else provides it, but if, if you know of any other companies that have a non-discoloring vanilla fragrance, uh, go to the Facebook group and let me know. That way everybody else could know at the same time. Um, but yeah, I hope that's helped you there. And if you have any questions about it, you know, feel free to message me. You can do that through soperschat at outlook.com or, and I keep broken record here, Facebook group. You know, everybody can share the information. That's the great thing about it. One thing I also wanted to mention, I just noticed, just to double check the uh, Be Scented, the Pink Sands, they're having a 20% off sale on fra selected fragrance oils with no limit. And that started June 16th and it runs until June 30th. I don't know what time zone in is for June 30th. Uh, you might want to sign up for their newsletter. So, and also fragrance, uh, the Nature's Fragrance they both have newsletters, so they'll let you know whenever there's kind of any goodness going on there. Um, but, yeah, so if you, as I mentioned before, if you notice any other um, reformulated uh, fragrances that have been known to discolor before and they're advertising that they don't discolor now or the discoloration is not as severe, definitely let us know. Now, the last thing I want to kind of touch on and, and kind of circle back on is acceleration. Now, uh, as I mentioned before, with the Salty Mariner, it does accelerate. So trying to be able to manage acceleration can take some skill there. I know that I, I actually had last year, I made three batches, big batches in a row for uh, wedding shower favors. So I, it's something that I just kind of had to kind of roll up my sleeves and just kind of head on, hit it head on. That way I, I could deal with it because it had the the 
soap had four four colors in it, three different kinds of blue and a white. So I had to be able to make sure that the soap would be able to look presentable knowing full well that it accelerated. So ways that you can kind of handle the acceleration are um, usually the tried and true method is um, kind of waiting until just before you pour the coloring in the mold to mix the uh, fragrance oil in and in most cases trying to mix it in by hand with like a spatula uh, or even a whisk. Um, and in those kind of situations, you may even find that they, if you have a fragrance oil that's going to accelerate and rice, that's kind of a one-two punch. It makes it even more challenging there. Uh, soaping at colder temperatures, cooler temperatures, I should say, will help as well. Um, kind of touching on the whisk, uh, something that just, uh, I've already seen a couple of soapers doing it lately, Ophelia soaps being one and uh, royalty soaps being the other. Um, what they've done in, they've mentioned that it was seeing this from some of the uh, soapers over in Asia uh, doing this where they take a whisk and when they first mix the lye with the oils and butters, they whisk in the lye to where um, they get like emulsion. They, they don't hit trace at all. They're just using the whisk to stir in the, the lye so that it allows the soap mix to stay, stay fluid longer. So when you're just getting ready to put it in the mold, what you can always do at that point is um, hit it with the blender, the, the emulsion blender, the stick blender. Um, and at that point, then you have a little bit more working time. You can pour it in, you can stir up your colors, um, be it with a stirring stick. Uh, um, some people use a bamboo skewer. Some people use uh, chopsticks. Uh, uh, some people use the uh, wire hanger. Uh, it's either uh, made from a um, clothes hanger or uh, the cable tie. So you've got a couple of ways you can stir that up. Uh, but it being able to maintain the fluidity longer by using some of those techniques will help with the uh, oils or the uh, fragrance oils that accelerate that are known to accelerate in some cases um, in some cases you may see straight up just seizing that's a totally different situation there I kind of talked about that with the uh, in a previous episode like for example with strawberry there's just oh that one ooh, we're not going to go there that one's therapy talk right there but with this particular fragrance oil, Salty Mariner, kind of circling back on that, it is one that accelerates and, and one that you kind of want to be prepared for. Uh, is If you know of a fragrance oil that you have tamed the wild beast, and I have not mentioned any of the techniques that you have used to tame the wild beast, uh, go on to the Facebook group and let us know. If you have a picture, post a picture. I would love to see it. Uh, I know others would probably love to see it as well. Yeah, so that's acceleration. I hope it helped. Um, I also want to mention, because uh, I, I'm trying to mention these as well, um, the Soap Making Forum has just had, and the competition just recently ended a couple of days ago, for um, a competition that they had with no prizes, just bragging rights, uh, where 
they had the um, rimmed soap. So basically where you had, um, in, in a lot of the ones I saw that they did it with was um, a tube mold. Uh, there were a couple that I saw that were square, which is totally awesome. Um, but is basically using a decorated outer piece that was wrapped around a solid inner piece. So um, I'm going to provide a link in the bottom in the uh, comments for this, this week's podcast where you can go there and look at the uh, soaps that are included in the challenge. And if you know of any challenges that are going on, uh, please let me know. That way I can make sure to give a shout out, hopefully well before the competition ends. And also mention, kind of like I did in previous uh, episodes, um, I can mention where, so if you want to take advantage of a challenge, um, you'll be able to. Yeah. Uh, so that's about all we have for this week's episode. If you have any ideas for a future show, please send me a message and let me know. Otherwise, I hope you have a fantastic Friday and you have a wonderful week. And we'll see you next week or talk to you next week. Bye.